Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode 67 of the Two Half Squads. Dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Which game? Which game is that? Advanced Squad Leader. Of course it is. In case there was any doubt. And today is ASL Open. Yeah. April 21st. April 21st. 2012. We are live at the ASL Open. I'm live. You live? I'm half live. Yeah. I'm working on it. Need another uh, Diet Coke? No, I haven't had one yet. Tea. Oh, tea. Oh, good. Go get my tea. Remember McDonald's I drove through? Yeah. But I have been drinking Diet Coke again for about two weeks, so soon to get off again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just better that way. Yeah. But I'll have one later this afternoon for a pick-me-up. Yeah, with a nice big burger. I'm already looking forward to lunch. But here we are. (laughs) And dinner. And dinner. But here we are because we can we can have lunch and dinner today with our gaming buddies. Yes, with people we don't always see. Yeah, from all over the place. Uh, do we have some international presence here today, Jeff? Yeah, we do. Uh, the uh, country of Sweden is represented, as is the country of France and the country of the United States. I think I saw a Canadian guy walking around. How'd I know he was Canadian? Well, you can just tell. Looks like about 40 to 50 people here today. Yeah. Is there something wrong with your glasses? Uh, I think 40, 40 to 50? Let's try and just do a quick count. Yeah. I got to about 42. Okay. Some might be going to lunch already, 1120. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is down a little from the old, old days, I think, when I first came. Yeah. I think I got up to 100 at, at max at one yeah. time. but It goes up and down. We, that's to be expected. Yep. And here comes somebody right now. Here comes a person. Who's going to come and sit down at that microphone? Is that one working, John? Yes, it is. And this is Mark Mark DeVries. DeVries. And he talks loud, so we're going to have to ask you to stay back in the mic because we have, for some reason, they're very, very sensitive. So we're trying to stay into here. And your mic is live. And Mark is our first person to come and talk to us today. I'd love to say hi to John Johns or Psycho. I'm glad he's healthy and well. I'd like to say hi to Heidi Vandersong, who the bum is here. He flew from Europe. I'd like to say hi to Jan Rachechnik, also known as Hansa. And I love playing ASL. I've been playing it since 1987. Since wow. 1987. And I'm I, a guag nerd. Yeah, I think I, you look a lot younger than... Thanks. I could think of worse things to say. <laughs> so how old were you when you started playing? Uh, I started playing ASL, ASL in 79, or SL in 79. So that would be eighth, ninth grade, eighth grade for me. I'm 47. I started okay. playing ASL in 87. That explains it. Once again, I, I only yeah. started 85 with the ASL. When it first came out, my friend made me play, and I was out of college. So that's why you're still a young guy. You know, I mean, that might talk about as much as it is about rules and probabilities and chances in World War II. It's also about the persons, your face-to-face opponents. And if you're going to stay in the hobby, like Jeff and I have known, Jeff Young and I have been playing 23 years. Yeah. The newbie in our group, Jason Cameron, he's only been with us four years. Um, I live in West Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I have ten people within 90 miles that I can play with. And I play an average of one game every one to two weeks. And in a given three-month period, I've got ten different people to play. Yeah, you sound a lot like my situation. You find those people, people you like. You find people that are willing to play and learn. And it sets, well, we have the Paso Club. We had been pulling in a lot of people because of the podcast. But historically, um, you know, I have Jeff. I have, um, you know, 
uh, people, well, in the past, there were people that um, I dragged into the hobby, and once they played, you know, you had this core little group of players. What so. uh, Geographically, where are you? In uh, Palatine, right down here. Oh, okay, so you're one of the Illinois area. Right. I... And bummed Louis Torcars dropped out, essentially. Yeah, he was the, yeah. doing this the first time I came to this. I don't, yeah, I was here in 97. My, fir- <laughs> My first year here in 97 at the ASL Open, I went 6-1. and one. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, I went home feeling like I was, sorry. Feeling like you were golden. <laughs> well, you were. And the next year I showed up and I went 2-5, and five, which brings up the ASL saying, sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. <laughs> It is funny, yeah, because I think my first time I was or near fourth place or something, I was playing um, a Drain, I've said this before on the air, so Scott Drain, and I had no concept of, because I just played my friends in my Palatine area that I made play the game, went to this place, was totally intimidated by everybody, and then ended up doing okay, and then the next time I went it was, yeah, lose, lose, two in a row, and then... I think the year I went two and five, I had nine two leaders who basically showed up to every battlefield with a large bullseye on their forehead. They were sniper <laughs> targets, or they were the village idiots who got promoted to nine two and then couldn't rally anything or, or fix anything. <laughs> um, to go on a, the bunny trail or tangent, why is a Steve Pleva or a Pete Schelling or a McGrath? I mean, most of us are average players, I think. I wonder. I, I mean, I wonder a lot what makes them better than us. Well, interesting you should ask. We're thinking of trying to do a show, which we've mentioned long ago, with um, local players who are seem better than us. I think right. Rich Spilkey always is up in the top ten in a tournament. Yeah. He says he's not good. He hasn't taken a first place, but he's always like a second or eighth right. or something. And then you have um, Bob Holmstrom, yep. Bob Holmstrom, always. who we know pretty well now. He's right down the street from us. And the other Bend, um, Bob Bendis. Bob Bendis. Right, that they're, they're method-wise, they're doing something different every time. Rich Donovic should be in that list, or Rich he should be close right. to that list. Because yeah. he's a very good player. Memory serves, I want to say I'm one and one against him lifetime. Because I played him last year in St. Louis, and he owned me. And then I played him a few years ago in Acts of Defiance here, and I owned him. So I'm a fairly... But, but there are players, for whatever reason... They just, they're above average, they're above us. Yes, and um, yeah, so I think having a podcast and getting them all together around these microphones would be an amazing show. I think we, uh, we'll have to, we need to dissect them. Right. Maybe dissect their brains. Their brains I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to hold them down while you take the razor and cut yeah. them open. Yeah. I, uh, but wait a minute, before I say anything more, I'm, I'm making sure that if I meet them publicly, they don't take me to an alley and beat me up as right. I actually deserve. I want to make sure I've, I've sucked up appropriately. So. <laughs> to their greatness. We'll be so, respectful. I'm so full of crap. It's I, not even you know, I'm, I wonder if part of it is having a good memory. I, what I find is when I'm playing, sometimes I'll be thinking, oh, I'm going to lay smoke n- next move, and this is going to be brilliant. And then I'll actually end up prepping someone else and forget to lay the, to ac- actually execute yeah. the plan. Right. Yeah. You know, I, so I don't know if that's it, that Bob... The Bobs and those yeah, gentlemen right. ne- never really forget those critical pieces, or um, I don't know. Boy, as we go, like memory things. Here's a memory thing I like doing. I always go doing prep fire, onboard smoke, offboard artillery, none of the above. Now I'll do everything else. Even when I don't have those tools in my arsenal, ah. because it's a kind of a mnemonic device. Right, try and think it through. Okay, smoke, but no, onboard, but I. Right, but right. to remind myself every time, even if I've got pulls in 39. 
who are angry their country's invaded, being invaded, and they're about to lose anyway. I still say it just to remind myself every stinking time. Just say it out loud? Right. On board smoke off our artillery. And then Jeff dope slaps me. I spit my teeth out. And then we go on with Because he's like, you don't have that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just lear- I'm trying to train my just brain right. to think it through. Yeah. No, facetiousness and joking aside, yeah, I do. Uh, that's uh, one of my game habits, which is on board smoke, off board artillery, none whatsoever. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. So, And how are you doing this year at the Open? I am 2 and one uh, I beat one of my uh, nemesis, that's right, uh, <laughs> yeah. Will Sanders, who's a scholar and gentleman, and then lost to uh, one of my face-to-face opponents, Ben Richardson, which is funny. I traveled 190 miles to play a guy who lives 20 miles away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Move on, let go, let God. Yeah. Then third game, I've just beaten Bob Brown, who's from this area. Okay, that name's, I don't think he's been out to my house, though. Yeah, I don't think uh, I club. didn't recognize him. Yeah. I, saw, I saw you playing him over there, but I don't recognize him. And it seemed like you were doing a nice job of teach, yes. helping to teach him. Dead or... Eye Smoyer. Well, I, I did, um, I, um, I'm a former tanker in the National Guard. Oh, okay. Uh, so I love vehicles. Oh, my gosh. I love tanks. And i got to do... Yeah. Work uh, release from prison. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Jeff DeYoung, my probation yeah. officer. By the way, when you he find his body with the yeah. scissors in the chest tomorrow morning, I didn't do it this time. <laughs> Serious answer, I got to play with vehicles, and he had a panther tank, and he set it up behind a wall, but I did my fantasy thing, which is to put one tank hull down, uh-huh. out one, one side of the covered arc, in the line of sight, he has to pivot and fire, I will give you a hull down shot any day of the week. Yeah. By the way, he needed a net snake eyes to hit me when it was all done. Okay. Because I piled enough junk in the way, less points in line of sight, hull down, and there were some orchards in the way, he was also intensive firing. All oh, yeah, stuff. that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's not the way to go through life. Yeah. So then he pivoted and fired him. Then I moved a M4A3 76 Sherman to the other side of the vehicle, outside of his cover art, side shot, Jason Hex. I stopped, rolled for APCR, five or less to get APCR, rolled a four, hit, wait, kill. Yep. Well, no wait, sorry. But APCR side shot from Jason Hex. That's going to do. As Martha Stewart would say, that was, that's a beautiful thing. That's a, yeah. It's going to do the job. Thank you for letting me be interviewed for this. Uh, my wife is going to absolutely die and or pull her hair out. I'm not sure which. When she hears you on the air? Yeah, she might. She might not. She might. Oh, my God. Well, you don't make her listen to these, do you? <laughs> like, we would like to apologize Actually, to all of the wives. I was always kind of disappointed my, that my wife doesn't always listen. Doesn't much listen. I'm like, honey, did you ever really listen to our show? Well, no. I go, well, at least do the intros and the fun things at the well, beginning. But that might talk. You have a supportive spouse. She is supportive, yes. Yes, and we're here today, and we're all here today, and we thank our wives for letting us be here today. Uh, I'm bummed I can't play this at school, because my students... Oh, are like, you a teacher? Also. I'm a teacher in the juvenile detention facility. Okay, uh, then. And and I and, and part of the, my mojo at school is, during the summers, I do a World War II course for at-risk high school students. First day in class, we crash the stock market. Second day of class, I taught cause and effect, which is a huge thing in history. Uh-huh. And high school oh, kids yeah. don't get it. That you do actions that then cause future things to happen. Mm-hmm. And the stock market crashed. There's the Great Depression. Grumpy Republican me says we were saved by a liberal Democrat named FDR. But then I have a great segue to talk about Hitler. Correct. Yeah. And That's kind of how I approach it, too. When right. Go through. right. So, and then, let's see, we do the Battle of Midway in class. We do Origins of World War II in class. You're noticing a lot of Avalon Hill in my own... Yeah. 
yeah. like old school yes. approach. Yeah. Um, we do band of brothers in class. Yeah. Um, I've gotten angry juvenile delinquents to walk in angry because they're detained for the summer and taking a class when all their friends are getting drunk high or sleeping in. And at the end of summer school, they're like, World War II is cool. This is fun. That is an amazing thing. Yes. That is an amazing thing. And and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And and it's neat to get angry juvenile delinquents not playing the PS2, not playing Call of Duty. Not that those things are bad, but they have their place. Right, but but they're doing a face-to-face game, interactive, interactive. Calls for some patience. Calls for some dealing with frustration. And, and I yeah. take away the rules, like Battle of Midway at Old School Avalon Hill. Not that many rules, but I don't even make them read the rules. I make them make the decisions. I teach them how to do the search patterns. If you've ever played Midway, no, no, but it's, it's, a, it's a great simple game. Because it mirrors the decision making really well for both sides. And then suddenly I can make text make more sense to my students. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent. Now, I have the luxury of having a historical miniature society at my school where we do um, miniature wargaming after school. Social studies. So I go, yep, yep, I'm hearing you talk. I'm like, yeah, you're you're right on with it. Um, Railways of the world. The what? Railways of the world is the newest, uh, in the last two years or so, great economic system, good way to show 19th century capitalism. But I have a much easier setting than you. I never have more than 12 kids. You have 25 in a row. Yeah, but I have one class of gifted in which I walk in and they want to learn and they've done their homework. And they're ready to go. So oh, that's let me tell you, that's how life's supposed to be, right? But uh, yeah. Well, so my afternoon classes are a little more challenging, but I'm sure your work is uh, much you know more what? challenging. Um, to talk games in class, Origins of World War II is a great game. The stock market game. We're talking old school Evelyn Hill. Yeah. That, that, in fact, I've got. I remember that one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and in fact, my department now uses it, uh, saying that there's two other buildings that deal with the same rough population of kids. Yeah. So I've got my, my, my peers, who unfortunately are not gamers, at least understand what I'm doing, and some of them do it, too. Okay. And then we get some good laughs, like we played uh, Manifest Destiny as a group, which, by the way, is a, it's a GMT game, Manifest Destiny. It's economics and U.S. history, but it's an annoyingly fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sounds what like school fun. system? Um, up in Hawthorne here in Illinois, public school. I'm part of Lighthouse uh, Academy. Lighthouse Academy, Wedgwood Christian Homes. I have middle school for high school. Okay. Because yeah. that's a, a joy working in a juvenile detention facility is I don't really get to choose my population. They, no, they come to you. They or they're forced to co- they, They're shoved to you. Forced <laughs> is such an ugly word. I think coerced and or uh, remanded by the judge might be a <laughs> Oh yeah. So do you uh, do you have uh, people here that you're planning on playing uh, individuals? I hope you're... to play Heine Vanderzone because he and I played the Aslock for the first time in 2010. He's and the guy. The guy from Sweden. No, the Netherlands. 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 Okay. So oh, that's the one we have trouble with. Yeah, we know. Where, oh, we know. Right. Where, I'm one to know against him, so I owe him blood. So <laughs> yeah. so if I lose against him, I'm good with that. Hope to beat him. Uh, boy, golly. Odds are, there are, what, five of us from West Michigan. I've already played Ben from my group. I'll probably play one of the other guys from my group who's two and one now. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's how it goes. And, of course, for, for me, when I, if I were to play again, which I don't... I have time for, I suppose. Time insanity. Well, last night was my school play, so I couldn't be here last night to start. And but I would end up playing a lot of guys because um, you know we have obviously living in this area, and so a lot of our guys are here. But 
it's just, boy, it's great to meet you. It's great to um, be here. It's great to go out to lunch. It's yeah. great to try and get a game in and to get a show in. And boy, it's going to be a great day for yeah. us. So. He's on Earth, good world. Roll to men, roll low. Yes. Nice yes, to talk to you, sir. Great day. Thanks, Thanks for stopping in. Yep. Really well. In fact, it looks like it's almost lunch break time. I think. I see Bob's still going. I think Doug's still going. Yeah. Um, should we just do a... Uh, try and do this before? Yeah. So we know Mark somehow. I mean, for... I don't know. DeVries. We just see him on the forum. I think we've... Yeah. And I think we maybe met him once, briefly. Yeah. But we have not had him interviewed. Great to get him in. Yeah, nice guy. And for the I'm next segment... i autopsies. What are we going to do, Dave? We're going to do... What's, what's in, in, in the box? box. Oh, oh, what's in the box? And today, I wasn't expecting that. We have. I, I can't believe you have more boxes. I am, I'm feeling bad. Last time you had great, two great boxes. I brought a lot, a lot of stuff from Alex Key. Wow. Because MMP doesn't send us copies. Which I wish they would, <laughs> but that's another issue. And Jeff, what do I have in my hand? That is the uh, Winter Offensive bonus pack number three. Number three. Wow, that's very nice looking. Notice it actually has a painting on the cover, but... This is a nice... We won't have time to get into the box oh, art evaluation today. It's beautiful. We're due to start the journal soon, I think, on yeah, that. We'll look for that. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to point out that 60% of the profits of, this, of the sales from this Winter Offensive pack are being donated to the World War II Foundation on this pack, Jeff. Hmm. MMP does not offer uh, dealer discounts on this product uh, because the proceeds do go to the World War II Foundation. And if you want to learn more about donating the donation to the foundation, you can go to www.iifoundation.org. I will do that because I don't know anything about that. can't imagine what that's about. And I don't either, yeah. actually. So we should learn. Let's I look. guess we'll Maybe link it. during the break. We could maybe come back and talk about it, or yeah. we'll certainly link it on the show and take That's a look a nice later. Thing. And, of course, the Winter Offensive Packs are small little ditties. I think this was about 12 bucks, 10 or 12 bucks. I think it was 12 this year. And it included what? Three scenarios. Three scenarios. Okay. Of which you have some in your hand. How do you do three scenarios? We have two pages. Because the back oh, of the box okay. art is a scenario. Okay. So you would have to color copy that scenario yeah. illegally. Uh, to frame the box art on your wall. Yeah. Which I would, I would never dream of doing. Just so you know. They probably should have. And on the World War II Foundation back page, they didn't put a scenario. Okay. So. Gotcha. Well, these look like uh, nice, fun little scenarios. This first one, should I go first? Yeah, who designed it? Uh, Pete Schelling. Ah, the famous Pete Schelling. Yeah. Uh, this scenario is called Hell for the Holidays. Germans and Russians, uh, six... Six turns, so looks very nice. Oh, sorry, Germans and Americans. No, it's the Russians and the <laughs> with the painting the red stars white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was in the in the winter, but no. Okay, it's Russians and Americans. This takes place in. Uh, uh, sorry, Germans and Americans. Have I had anything to drink yet? No, you maybe other that's than your promise. I need something. Slight coffee this morning, I suppose. Yeah, uh, you didn't get anything when we went through Max. Yeah, I should have. It uh, takes place in Belgium, December 20th, 1944, so it's a little bit later war. Short scenario, it's just got some uh, really uh, light American infantry, of course, uh, an AT gun, and some uh, a DC, and uh, four vehicles. I cannot, oh, I don't 
I can I can use my M5A1s, which I think were the stewards for the Americans. Yeah, I you know. Nice little little tanks. They use them more in uh, Pacific, I believe. But American sets up first. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Germans win at game end by controlling greater than or equal to seven stone buildings on certain hexes. So, and the Germans have. Uh, it looks like the Americans got their work cut out for them. The Germans have some some uh, extra AFVs. They've got three, four, five, six, no, eight, nine, ten. Including a lot of half-tracks, probably? Yes, half-tracks in there, too. I'm not too good with my half-tracks. I need to work on those rules still better. I've said that before. And we should listen to our half-track episode. We did it an episode, didn't we, yeah, on that? We it's did. amazing played, how I forget things. We played a couple of half-track scenarios, but not enough. Yeah. So maybe we'll get a chance to play this. Is this on our, on our to-do list? radar somewhere? Hey, I'm, you know me. I want to burn through all these things someday. I have W06. Mm-hmm. It has Russians and Germans, and the Russians check. win upon oh, yeah, that's win upon exiting twenty points. Or, because Jeff, how do you feel about exit victory conditions? My immediate reaction is I don't like them because I feel like uh, I just want to. Sh- I just want everybody to stay on the board to shoot each other. Though in general, I would say uh, I don't really like winning by exiting. Yeah. I want to stay in there and duke it out. <laughs> well, you'll like this perhaps. You could exit or a game in if there are no good order multi-man encounters in building 65CC6. So you could clear the building to win also. Yeah. But uh, having this variety makes it a little more challenging to defend, I think. Yeah. Because the guy could suddenly veer off to the right. You can't throw everything into the defense of the building, you know, which I think adds a little more realism to it. But exiting, if the guy does it quick, it does make for a quick game, yeah. a little un, un, un dramatic game. Yeah. Um, what this boards? What boards? 65 and 57 of which 65 has come in the pack. We'll look at that in a second. You didn't say that. Two boards. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Two boards come with the pack. And this has ten German first-line squads and a slew of the normal stuff, ATR, mortar, machine guns. But a lot of uh, trenches, six and uh, four trenches, six wire and a pillbox. So that I like that. I just always like the fortifications for some yeah, reason. Yeah, me too. And some... Stugs come on later with the short 75 gun. Uh, oh, on turn one on the west edge. So the Russians are coming at them with 14 plus 14 first line squads and six of the uh, like guard squads, like the 527s, I think. Uh, I think they were guards. I'm not sure. Uh, a couple machine guns, a couple mortars, and a 1KV-1M. Forty-one, another KV one M four thirty-nine, a T thirty-four M forty. So this is nineteen forty-two, kind of early, and a BT seven, two BT sevens coming in. Now he's done something unique with the special rules here. I like this. Um, despite the scenario date, the Stug or Stug has a heat, high explosive anti-tank ammunition mm-hmm. in it, and each has a H eleven number for its first heat shot and an H9 thereafter. Hmm. So 
you know how you're thinking, well, if they have the ammo, maybe there's more of a chance to have a couple shots of it than less of a chance to have a bunch after that, which rolling that initial number can simulate, right? right. Roll uh, seven or less to have that ammo. Yeah. But often you don't have it at all. And I love that Pete has made it an H11, he 11 for the first shot. So there's a really good, so good chance, chance you have the first time and yeah. that you'll run out. Yeah, barring you don't break your gun on a boxcars. You've yeah. got the heat at least for one shot, yeah. which can often affect the balance of these games when you can't come up with at least one heat shot against a tank that has that high armor you can't penetrate. So, And the trenches can be hip, and the German uh, can be entrenched also, and so on. So I love that special rule there, Pete. Nice job. Looks like fun. And mine, uh, my second one is Silent Night, Deadly Night. By the way, the, the previous one was on board 65 and, uh, 64 and 65. What comes in the pack? 64 and 65. Okay, great. So you've got whatever you need to play. That scenario comes with this. And then in this next scenario called Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, you need board 46 and 64, but then you need some overlays. Okay. So if you don't have the overlays, you know, you're not going to play that one. I don't know why they don't just distribute the overlays. But, um, this, again, is Americans and Germans, and this takes place again in December of 44, so this is like Battle of the Bulge-ish time. Yes, indeed. Um, this one looks like fun because not only it's in the winter, but it's night rolls are in effect. Oh, okay. So at winter, at night. And... Um, the uh, Americans just need to hold on while the while the uh, Germans are making their push. So the Americans set up with a bunch of foxholes. There's six foxholes, which we like. There's a there's a truck so that the Americans uh, can transport their troops around. They also have an AT gun. But the Russian, uh, sorry, the Germans have to push through. They've got twelve four six eight squads and uh, three tanks, which are the oh the Panzer fours. Okay, pretty standard tank yeah. there. Yep. So looks like fun. Seven, six and a half turns. Yeah, I think the twelve counters, the twelve in, uh, multi-man counters on that one, and then this this one, the heat is on no, W06 with twenty Russians. Really, that's a high density yeah. for a six and a half turn game. Yeah. But uh, there's there is some some larger. I would consider that to be a larger scenario in spite of the six and a half turns when you're moving all that equipment and all those multi-man counters around. So, should we just take a look at the boards what before the board? we sign What's out here? New? What's new? Well, 64 looks to be a lot of hedgerow on the one end of it. And it has, um, I think it's fairly dense with buildings, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah. On the, I'm holding it vertically with the 64 facing upward in the upper left-hand corner. And on the left side is a lot of buildings. The right side is the woods edges. So it looks like you could do a lot of assaulting the town. You have to come in from the right side and get in there. There's a hill toward the center with buildings up on it, too. A lot of row houses. And he has the water towers. I see a water tower. Uh, one water tower in there. And a steeple in the village. And some lumber yards. You don't see those anymore. Lots of lumber yards. Four hexes of lumber yards. That's a lot of lumber. Did you yards. even know there's a rule about lumber yards? Um, Have you ever played in lumber yards? I think I did one time, Maybe but one I, time. I don't remember what it was. But. Yeah, no tennis courts though, but that's okay. <laughs> no time. Port sixty-five. Uh, doesn't have as many. You got you had a hill on that too, right? Yeah, one basically. One hill in the, toward, sort of the center. 
There's a strange half hill on F10, which is weird. Yeah, it matches up with the uh, with the hill here and, on 65. I don't think a lot of boards have hills there, but you would yeah. ignore that terrain. Yeah. Right, if it came up. So on this one, um, some buildings in the center, some hedgerows and uh, the like on the north end. Well, and look toward the 65. A nice, a little creek oh, running this through. Oh, valley. Oh, is that the dark green? The dark green are the valleys. So there's not a valley and a creek and a little pond in the center there. Uh, some row houses scattered hereabout. Again, no tennis courts, but did I see? Did I see? Oh. Is that a lumber yard? Lumber yard here yeah, too. A lot of lumber going on. And what's inter- interesting is the way they've they painted in painted in the brush in a rectangle shape. Yeah. Like it's a a field. A field of brush. You know, like a farmer's field. I think they're you know? clear that. See they're always like this with the yeah. jaggedy edges? These are all squared off. Maybe it's a type maybe they're treating it as a type of farm crop that would hinder your movement more than the grain. Oh, possibly. Or it could be that they're going to be clearing that in the future and putting it in tennis courts. That could be true. That's what That would make like. the sport better. Yeah. Going to be tennis courts here. And these areas, I don't recall. The crag. The crags. Down so in the valley in one of the valleys. Crags in the valley. Sounds like a song. Sounds like a scenario name. All right, so for twelve bucks. Yeah, I think that's a nice fun. little. And then yep. forget some of it. Don't forget some goes to the World War II Foundation. Yeah, so it's a good cause. So, thank you, MMP. of human events it becomes necessary to give one's interview. We're speaking now with Dave Goldman, who the mastermind behind the ASL Open, the well, Chief Mucky Muck. I'll agree Chief Mucky Muck, but the mastermind was actually a long time ago when uh, Louis Tokars and Rob Banizek and a few other guys uh, who are the original four of the ASL people in the Chicagoland area of the tournament scene, at least, um, decided that they would have a one-day tournament in a little schoolhouse down in, I believe it was Chicago Heights. I forget the name of the school. Uh, and it was a beautiful summer day, and I think there were eight of us, and that was the first time that I ever played ASL face-to-face. Oh, wow. And I won my first game, which got me into the semifinals. <laughs> Now, well, how was, how did you play it before then? By mail? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I was totally a solitaire player. I oh, just I read see, the I rule see. book and okay. moved the pieces around on the board, yeah. mislearned a lot of rules, and I had been doing solitaire for a couple of years, so that pretty well gave me a skewed idea of what ASL was like, and yeah. I had to unlearn my understanding of the rules and uh, relearn, quite frankly, the mechanics of movement and shooting uh, as it actually really is in the game. And look how well you've turned out. Well, um, you know, Pretty remarkable. I have been out of prison now for a number of years, <laughs> and it is a very good thing. My parole officer says eventually they will release the home monitor. <laughs> What what has happened to Louis Tokars? We saw him. We had him over for a roundtable about two years ago, but I, I never did get around to asking him. Like, how come he's never? He's not in the squad leader community anymore. Well, Any the idea? first, the first. Well, I do have some ideas, and I have talked to Louis over the years. Um, first thing you need to know is the yellow T-shirts that are here. That's Louis's design. So, uh, Louis 
by trade, originally was a roofer. Uh, he is also, as I understand it, a superb sports coach. I believe he's doing basketball still, but I'm not positive. I think that. that's right. Yes. And uh, as his time became more demanded in his occupations, he became simultaneously less enchanted with the. How should I say the powers that be that actually control yeah. the production of ASL, particularly. Uh. Uh, you know, he had disagreements of how scenarios should be tested and designed, and he became very frustrated, and he kind of dropped out of the tournament scene. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of us have, you know, always casually and never with any great pressure tried to get Louis to come back in and play, and he will, I suspect, someday when time permits, uh, be a little more of a presence on the tournament scene. I was hoping he'd stop by just to see his T-shirts in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, instead, I'll have to send his to him. Well, I, can, I, I guess we were lucky to get him when we did for the round table. And I have talked to him uh, once since then, and he expressed some interest in doing an episode with us about the usage of uh, Vassal for playing ASL. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, get him to do that. But anyway. Well, Louis, uh, you know, uh, you can't say too many. Uh, I don't know the word is. I'm searching for the right word. Louis was the force behind the growth of Chicagoland ASL. And he single-handedly grew it and taught many players, myself included. And, uh, you know, we all have a debt, those of us who play ASL in the Chicagoland area and have been around for a number of years, uh, to Louis. Certainly... He was, in real respects, the father of ASL in the Chicago area. Yeah. yeah. And he's still alive. Uh, he was alive when I talked to him yeah. last week, and I presume, since he sounded in very good health ah, and spirits, great. that he is there today. So this is not a memorial tribute to Louis, just a... No, no, just a, just a, a big thank you to yeah. him for all the things that he's done over the years. Yeah, great. And this is the ASL Open number what? I'm not sure. Oh. I forgot to count before okay. I came here. I think it's 20. <laughs> oh, 20. Yeah. I, I think we're the actually the same age as the Texas ASL tournament. They, they actually both started in the first year, if they're counting all the way back to the beginning uh, when it was done down there. And then, of course, they originally had the name ASL Open. They did it for two years. They stopped. Louis asked them could he use the word ASL Open because the Chicago tournament was growing. And so that uh, is the birth of the Chicago ASL Open in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, it's gone through only three tournament directors, Louis, Merrill, and myself, Merrill Rutz. you took over when? Uh, I think this is my ninth year. How are you doing so far? Uh, Well... I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, Unfortunately, so. attendance slips just a little bit, but that's mostly a function, I think, of the aging ASL population. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you were in the room uh, right before the raffle this evening, but no, I made I an wasn't. announcement. Um, you know, basically, we're looking to reach out a little bit and see if we can grow this tournament. Just You can't expect great growth, but just a little bit. Yeah. If we had five or ten more players, I'd like to hit that magic number of 64. You know, 64 to 32 to 16. You know, the elimination tournament works much better that right. way. Right. Well, something for us to work for for next year. Absolutely. So, 
So all you uh, listeners out there, teach your sons and daughters to play ASL so that they come to the ASL Open. Yeah. Or pay them. Or coerce them in some way. Just get them here. Take away the car so they can't go away for the weekend. Tell them there's free food and women. Uh, there are women here? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have noticed that. <laughs> we just came back from dinner, and there were women there. So, uh, uh, you probably went to the Tilted Kilt. That's a different podcast. Kilt. Yes, we went to the Tilted Kilt, which I haven't been to before, and wow, they have really great food. <laughs> <laughs> I think the attire is more interesting. Uh, Dave did not go, of course. <laughs> Dave, Dave. <laughs> Dave Kleinschmidt went somewhere else for he went to uh, Subway. Yeah. Subway. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, so the tournament started yesterday, and we're going into to Saturday evening. And how's it going so far? It's run as it has been mostly. I can't say that it's been without glitches in past years. The only thing, the only glitch I've had so far is I inputted the wrong person as a winner in a case, which was the second place person. So we started the uh, announcements for round five tonight, realized it was wrong, and ten minutes later it was all fixed. Well, so, you know, it, that, that, that's the most serious flaw that has happened, and that's, of course, an operator error, which, of course, is all on my head, and people are very understanding. Um, you know, I didn't have to duck too much from the tomatoes. Yeah, that's <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And we're represented this year from uh, a couple of other countries. That's right. I know. Benny Vanderson came in. Yeah. And George Termeyer came, came in. So from Belgium and uh, France, right? Respectively, or Netherlands, Netherlands, Netherlands right? And so um, it's kind of a treat to have somebody from overseas come here. Yeah. Because, it's quite uh, an honor. In my experience, it's only been on about three or four occasions total that we've had one person from overseas. Now, in the early couple of years, um, we had some of the Australians travel through, but uh, that's um, you know not been for a while. Yeah. We're kind of off the beaten track at the wrong time of year for the people down under to be traveling up here. Wow. We miss them anyway. Well, you yeah. know, and you know, we, we want the kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, how late do you think? Uh, how late was it? Uh, was everything going last night? You know, how well, late yeah. Actually, day? last night was a little bit unusual. In the, the previous four or five years, pretty much this place is a tomb by about twelve. Yeah. And there were several games that went well past one o'clock uh, last night, um, and that. I, you know, who knows what that's a function of. Maybe it was just the happenstance and the scenario list and people, you know, not realizing that the scenarios would play quite as long. But what I'm most pleased about this year so far is I haven't had to adjudicate a single yet, game yet through four rounds. Oh, wow. Um, but that's mostly because I forced people to say, I want you to adjudicate this yourselves. And people will do it. Yeah. And that's the relaxation of the level of competition. And I don't mean that the competition isn't good. It's just that people are more accepting of, let's just talk this through and not, you know, have somebody annoyed. Yeah. Right. And, and it's worked out very nicely. Oh, that's great. And what time did you start this morning? Uh, Nine o'clock. Huh? And the thing that I try to do uh, the most in this tournament is make the round start on time. And we've been within ten minutes of the start time of every single round. And, yeah. Uh, and it actually will get a lot easier after this round because 
the way I have to uh, spoof the computer to keep the mini tournament players matched up against each other uh, ends as of this round. So, you know, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Don't have to spoof the computer for the final round. Looks like I've seen some new faces, like if new as in younger faces yeah, here yeah. this uh, year. Patrick Martin, Phil yeah. Bradley, mm-hmm. and a couple other uh, first-timers here yeah. of um, relatively inexperienced. I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, Patrick is in his first tournament. I may be wrong about that. Uh, and that's really great to see. It's wonderful, yeah. 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 You know, if we can get these guys truly hooked on the heroin that is ASL, um, you know, we've got them. We've got them set for life, as they say. Well, I hope and so. It's a lot safer than heroin, of course. And, but not cheaper, actually. Well, in the long run, I suppose. You know, I haven't done too many ASL divorces. I am a divorce lawyer, but I'm waiting for my first one. <laughs> It's going to be ugly. Yeah, well, it'll be very and ugly. And expensive. Yeah, because, uh, you know, especially when the wife throws the counters out the third floor <laughs> window in the rainstorm. That, that, that will be a, a real aggressive act. <laughs> That's a crime. Well, a crime in, in, in certain states, it's a shooting crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they wouldn't dare do that down in Texas. No, they've got their own shooting matches going down in Texas. Yeah, they have all kinds of weird things in Texas, but a lot of lovely people. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be one state away from Texas next week. I'm going to be... In not Mexico? In oh. in <laughs> confusion, <laughs> confusion. Uh, I'll be in New Orleans. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you're not going to, you're not going to get to the uh, Austin tournament this year in uh, June. I think it's in June, right? No, yeah. the Austin tournament matches up with a wedding... And the St. Louis tournament, I was supposed to right, have it yeah. matched up right so that I could get down there for a family event, and it's not going to work out. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of, well, that's the way it goes. The yeah. Austin tournament I have been to, I love it. It's a great tournament. It's a great bunch of guys. You had some uh, nice um, things out on the uh, raffle table yeah. well, this time. Where, do those, where does all that stuff come from? Well, part of it was purchased. You know, the actual ASL content stuff was uh, purchased from MMP. Oh, okay. And uh, the rest of the uh, the models and the books and the non-MMP stuff was all donated by attendees, which I made a brief announcement that that's the way the raffle runs. We use the raffle, quite frankly, to cover the slight shortfall uh, between admissions and the cost of uh, renting the room yeah. and for the drinks tonight. Uh, you know, the drink ticket uh, at the open bar. The neatest thing about this facility, which we're going to have a little bit of a negotiation, it's going to be tough because they're going to remodel, but we want to stay here, and they're intending. They've told me out front that they don't think they can uh, hold the prices. Uh, but the neat thing about this place is they opened a decent restaurant for a Holiday Inn right mm-hmm. in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's because it's not a Holiday Inn restaurant. It's a Bar Louie, which yeah. is... For our purposes, you know, it may not be the world's greatest cuisine, but for our purposes, it's just fine. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, we ate there for lunch, and it was quite good. Yeah. And I'm holding in my hand one of the tickets, one of the drink tickets. These That's are worth right. how much? Up to? Up to $10. I'm going to go and find the most expensive drink that I can. I'll just say, they'll say, what do you want? And I'll say, what do you got that's $10? Right. So and I'll and they'll give you a glass of water. It. Yeah. You know, they didn't say whether that was the real price. You know, you just said, oh, I'll buy a glass of water for $10. Sure. Why not? Well, that's nice of you to hand those out. We appreciate that. Well, like I said, the raffle pays for itself and for the drink tickets and the slight shortfall. 
Well, great. Well, any uh, further announcements you want to make while you're uh, no, sitting No, except here? I'm looking forward to ASLOC. I'm sorry that Brett had uh, kids' sports things. He couldn't make it and defend his title. Um, but I'll be out there for a week this fall. And uh, that's you know the big event, so to speak. And yeah. It's lots of fun, too. We kind of have that on our radar, and hopefully we'll get out there, too, and we'll, we'll see you there. Okay. Always great to see you, Dave, and you're right. in a great tournament. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Thank you. And next we have Rich Domovic, is that correct? Yes, Domovic. Pronou- Domovic. Thank you. Great to see you. Nice to be here. And you are... Nice came, by the way. It's always nice to have you guys here. Well, I mean, no... Your podcast are really pretty good. Well, like thank you. plays, too. They're also very good. Would you like to do one sometime? I'd love to. All right, you're on. Really? Who would you pick as an opponent? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know who... You guys play at a club out in Alton? Well, you would pick your opponent, and I could. you could come to my place, or we can... Maybe meet I mean, somewhere. I'm play. playing him now. Yeah, you and Bob. Yeah, yeah I'll see if he again. wants to play when I go play him. Yeah, that'd be and cool. Record that at my place. And then, very uh, cool. Yeah, and so we called you to the table because you're a worthy opponent who's now at four and zero. Four and zero. Yes, I'm on a run. I, I did well last year too. I came in third, but um, really the guys I'm beating are you know I have beaten Bendis and the guy from French Tulumari. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bill Hayworth, and then Rob Banizak. So usually those are guys that don't beat, but I'm on a roll. <laughs> Wonderful. Those were all your opponents this weekend. Those wow. are four so far. Wow, that's pretty tough. Well, they're pretty good guys and pretty good players. And you know, by the way, not a one of them was a bad uh, opponent. They were all a lot of fun. Yeah. That would explain why you're glowing. Yes, right indeed. Now. Well, yeah. also I had a drink. <laughs> well, that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That would explain it. Well, you know, and this game's tough for me because I'm 63. I, you know, I started playing when I retired at 50. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, because I was always working hard, but then I could retire early. And I retired early, and, you know, my friend Dave Ramirez was playing. We used to play tennis and stuff, and his knees were bad. And I'm, in fact, getting a tiny bit heavy. And so we decided we'll do something that will make us even heavier, but we could do. So he had been playing ASL. He taught me ASL, and we started playing. And I've gone to ASLOC 10 years now, and I've enjoyed the hobby a lot. I enjoyed the hassles, and I've uh, made a lot of friends. I know everybody pretty much in the room now. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. a great hobby. I, I'm looking forward to retiring. So yes. I can play more ASL. Yeah, I live on the north side of Chicago, and there's about uh, six, eight people I play regularly. Yeah. Yeah, regularly being, I can, you know, just within 20, 30 minutes, and that's nice. A nice group of guys in Chicago. David Goldman I play every once in a while, and he runs a tournament. It's really nice. Yeah, and you, you have made out to the Passel, but there are more people out toward our suburb, like yes. Holmstrom. Yes. We have Jeff Hallett, very formidable opponent, and myself. <laughs> I knew you and couldn't say that Mike's, with a straight face. And Mike Stubitz is he, here. He, he's he, been coming, had been coming a lot. Yes, he, he invited me a couple of times. I just keep, I never remember well, when it is. And it's far away from you, and you got closer opponents, and at some point. But I, I said I'd like to go out there. In fact, a, a little bit of trivia here. I live on Wood Street, and Stubitz used to live in the house next to me. He moved away about two years before I moved in, or something like that. Oh. Exactly. So he knew all the neighbors, and it was like. Small world, but uh, you wouldn't yes, want to paint it. It would take too long. To paint. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That might be an easier opponent, Mike Stubitz. 
you know, because I know he's there, and you know, yeah. it's easy to get him. So maybe we'll do that one for yeah. the, uh, the yeah. replay. Or Holmes and Bob's closer, to actually. Okay. Bob, Bob is actually, well, Jeff's like five, five minutes from me, and Bob is like two minutes from that. Yeah. So yeah, he lives about uh, eight or ten blocks from here. So, so you haven't got, have you gotten many games in this weekend? No, we are just here today and just playing this one game, Russian Flames, and trying to get a show or two done. Yeah. Okay. So, so are you uh, doing any other tournaments this year? Um, this year I have uh, done only this tournament. Last year I did the West Coast Melee. I mm-hmm. did Arnhem. You know, I've been to the Netherlands tournament five times. Oh, wow. I did the Italian Wonderful. tournament. I've yes. done that about four times. Uh, I've gone to Aslock ten Great straight goal. years. I, I did Albany last year. I'm going to do Albany this year. Uh, I did Winter War last year, and I did St. Louis last year. I promised myself I wouldn't play that much this year because I have some work on the house. I have a honey-do list to do, and it's not getting done. So <laughs> you've been to an Italian one? I yeah, I went to the Italian tur- didn't tournament. Know there it used to be one. in Verona. And um, it, it, it's it's a different kind of tournament in that um, it's it's not real big anymore. It's down in the upper twenties, but they have the best spread of food. They had a chef in their club, and he would work with the hotel to provide the food, and uh, it's very good. And and they're a nice bunch of guys. They moved it to the um, Caramanti. It's a, it's a it's like a castle, you know, and it's it's beautiful. You know, and um, nicer so, than the Holiday Inn here. Uh, well, I can't see that, but <laughs> hard to compare. Exactly. Well, and, and well, they, and um, the, the only problem was they used to have the Italian tournament on one weekend in September, and then the Arnhem tournament two weekends later. So it was great to go and play. I'd go for a vacation with some friends of mine. Went to the Normandy beaches. I went to see Berlin, Paris, and then you could play in the Arnhem tournament and come home. You know. Jeez, and you know, stop along the way at all the great cities of the world, like Amsterdam. That's always a lot of fun, and you know, you have a good time. <laughs> Dave and I, this is, it's like we're just talking to a science fiction uh, <laughs> or fantasy. We were just talking about that on the way down, how we're going to go tour some battlefields when we retire. Yeah, Jeff's realized he'll never retire, and I think I'm out in eight years. So if you can be around in eight years, I will be with you a lot. Yeah, last year I flew into um, Brussels and I took the bus out to Waterloo. That was kind of cool to walk yeah, back. I definitely want to yeah. be with you on those trips. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to be a greeter at Target. <laughs> well, I may be two someday. But, you know. <laughs> so uh, what are you playing next? I'm playing a Polish Requiem against the Bob Holstrom. Oh, good. Um, he's a longtime opponent. Um, he usually beats me. So uh, this will be a tough one for me, as the other guys. Yeah, the other guys were. I yeah, Ben, this usually beats me too. So, um, but it'll be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call this one right now. I think you're gonna win this one. But you know what? I like that kind of yeah. philosophy. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to call it for Bob. Since Bob's my mentor, although technically I do have a winning edge on him in the games we've played, which blows my mind because I could no way beat all you guys at all. Well, you know, you it's like just flukish. That. It is. He's, he's like, no, you're good. I'm like, no, I'm not that good because I mean, I, you know, he helps you too. I'm like, well, what, what are my options here? And he'll yeah. tell me. So, you know, if we're in a tournament, I'm sure he's not going to tell me my options anymore. I'll have to remember them and and remember to use them. So. Well, I'll come back later and tell you if he told me all my options. Okay, <laughs> I have seen that happening here though today. Sure, amongst the players. Sure, it's a, you know, the, there is a little bit of different style in. in in, in American and European ASL, the Euro- Europeans play slower, 
and they're more formal. You know, if if you do something stupid, it usually stands. Now, I'm, I'm not indicting them. It's just, and the Americans, they're they're more likely to say, oh, you know. You didn't. You didn't rally that guy. You forgot. Obviously, it's not something you wouldn't do. It's something you forgot to do. So do it. And you know they're not quite as as as, as strict. Uh, there's no European tournaments that have three rounds a day, and they they usually go a little longer than this. They usually go a day longer. Like Arnhem starts with a round on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday, uh, one on Sunday. So that's how they get their six rounds in. And you know the disadvantage is you know you, you know you have to take all day Friday off and you have to be playing at five o'clock on Thursday. Right. So well, they get eight weeks of vacation over there. Well, you know, Henny came over from the Netherlands. You yeah. probably interviewed him earlier, and he gets six weeks, and he also has the option to buy three more weeks, and so he gets nine weeks. So he actually goes to more tournaments than I've gone to. Ah. I haven't had a vacation since 2008. It's yeah, you have it rough sometimes. So I'm sorry to bum you out on the interview. But <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it's like the next shot you hear will be me <laughs> shooting yourself. You're shooting myself. So, well, uh, great. It's always great to see you. Well, it's great to see you. Great to see you guys. Thank you guys for coming. And uh, we're going to try to make it to Haslock this year. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. If not before then, hopefully we'll get this. Uh, this little ASL extra in with you and sure. So maybe I'll ask Bob and, and if he if, if he's up for it. If not, we'll do stupids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. Excellent. Have a nice a day. All right. yeah, Take care. Too. Good luck too. Thank you. What do you say? Break a leg. Yeah, say that again on you. Oh, uh, was it recording? No, now we are. Now, oh. now here is Bob Holmstrom and Bob. Hey, Bob. We just interviewed your opponent in this next game, uh, Rich Damovic. 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 Yeah, Damovic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. so, yeah, hopefully he can replay right now what he said. Yeah. yeah well, he, well, he got his whole strategy here. <laughs> okay, well, we'll let's, let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and for the record, I am rooting for you. Jeff's rooting for Rich. I didn't say oh, I was uh, rooting for him. Jeff? You did We're say neighbors. That. You're, you're rooting <laughs> yeah. for basically a foreigner. Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave is making trouble. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I think he... I was being kind to the person sitting nah, across I, the microphone. Yeah, he says that to everybody that sits down here. Right. Hope you win. Except me. Regardless of who's... <laughs> the cleaning lady came by and I said, I think you're going to win. <laughs> did she give you kind of a funny look <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Did she ask you your room number? <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> So do you ha- want to tell us your uh, travails in getting to this point, maybe? Uh, sure. I had four rounds. Um, they were all pretty close games for the most part. Um, good opponents, good scenarios, and I you know, had a lot of luck. And when I didn't have luck, I just kind of persevered on through it. And, uh, you know, in the end, I'm here to you know, play in Rich. And the opponents you played, do you want to recount that? Or What's that? played Bendis? No, I played um, Joe Selbu- Selbuski. I've played uh, Rich Spilkey. Oh, Spilkey. Um, I played uh, Joe Stedman and Ben Richardson. Okay, yeah. and Ben is still in it. Yeah. Well, they're all. Yeah, I Spilkey think a lot of them and Ben are, are still right in there. Yeah, I think a lot of them are three and one. So, yeah. so that's a formidable. Yeah, yeah they were good. Good players. Yeah, good players. So. Yeah. I haven't heard any screaming from. Actually, from anywhere in the room, so... No. Seems like there hasn't been any... Not in joy nor in horror. <laughs> yeah, either way. Well, yeah, either way. I've kept it in check. Yeah, What scenario do you play next? Polish Requiem, Friendly Fire scenario. Oh, okay. So I've played it years ago, probably three, four years ago at least, so... 
and then I don't really remember a lot about it. I know I won. I know I won as the Germans. Now I'm playing the Polish. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, not, um, it's a tin can scenario. So you know, a lot of bad Polish tanks against a lot of bad German tanks. So. And uh, how are you rolling today? Are you rolling in a glass? Or are you rolling in a dice tower? <laughs> always in a glass. Always, <laughs> always in a glass. Always in a glass. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. Yeah, I'm not hearing a lot of clinking. Well, well they're not playing right now, Jeff. They're setting up. Yeah. Oh, is that why? That's <laughs> why we're able to interview these people. <laughs> I see. Just keep guiding me along, Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm new here. <laughs> but uh, you got uh, other... Um, Tournaments planned for this year that you want to get uh, to? St. Louis tournament for sure. Yeah. And possibly Oktoberfest. I, I usually go every other year, so this is my every other year. So maybe going. So we, yeah. We shall see. You go for how long for that? I try and go for I try and go early. So I try I and go on. That's right. Yeah, I try and go there. on the first Saturday, go up Saturday morning, and then I, I usually leave before the weekend or yeah. like Friday, Friday, maybe Saturday. We saw you last time, and I remember, mm-hmm. like, we were getting in, and you were saying you yeah. were toasted. And you yeah. Were just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, the main event, I don't really need to play, yeah. and it's just the other, you know, the minis, some of the minis, and just yeah. playing the, uh, the international games is fun. Yeah. And it's less crowded. It's, you know, when, when you get there early, and right. so it's, it's, it's a lot of fun yeah. to go that way. So that's kind of what I enjoy. Yeah, and you were playing a zombie game when we arrived last. Oh time. yeah, we play, <laughs> playing a lot of that zombie game. <laughs> what was the name of that one again? Last night on Earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Might have to try that with my boys. Yeah. But oh, they that's a good that, one. So. It's a good one. They're into zombies. Call of Duty. What's that? Zombies on Call of Duty. No. <laughs> <laughs> zombies on Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't play the call. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Bendis video yeah. gamer. Yeah. Did, did not know did, that. Know I wonder that. if Bob's able either. to come over if he's now setting up. It looks like George well, is, if, uh, George is done. George wouldn't talk. No, George won't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward language mm-hmm. barriers, but there is a gentleman from France we could grab to. Yeah, Henny Vanderson. He's yeah. from France. Oh, there he is. Now he's setting up. So now we missed our chance with him. Yeah. Well, it's a good group this year. Great to see you, Bob. Oh, yep, well, we thanks, wish guys. you luck, or at least right. I do. Well, appreciate it, Dave, <laughs> Jeff. Talk to you. All right, take care. Well, we just snagged a wandering person. We, should, we put the bear trap out in front of the uh, game table. Of the game table, and, and we caught somebody. Oh, what are you doing? Patrick, Patrick Martin got hung on the wire there. Yeah. yeah, is it Martin? We just met him today. He came by, and we said hello. And we said we do interview new people. And so, are you a new person to ASL? Uh, well, not to ASL necessarily, but certainly to this tournament and. Uh, Tournament ASL in general. This is my first ASL tournament that I've been to. Ah. Would you mind giving us your age? Uh, I am. I will be 32 later this year. So That's okay. young in this business. Yeah. That's uh, partly why we wanted to snag him. Young guy playing ASL. Um, well, Doug Grease is in his 30s. There's several yeah. people in their 30s, but he's 39. <laughs> Okay, closer to 40. No, he's 40. No, he said he's 43. Oh. Oh, well, when we met him. It keeps when going we first up more than one year every year. Yeah. yeah. And so would you mind telling us how you got started in gaming in general? Um, 
You know, when I was five or six years old, I, I independently invented uh, something that was sort of like H.G. Wells' Little Wars rules. So uh, even at a very young age, I was uh, kind of intrigued by that and uh, got into military history around the same age, actually, visiting the, the Veterans Museum in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, got my first Avalon Hill War game probably a year when I was about seven years old, I think. But you couldn't read the rules and actually play it. Oh, of course I could. Poor wow. genius. Poor genius. See, now your story is a lot like mine. My <laughs> brother invented a war game. We drew a map. He drew a map of, like, the United States or something. Yep. He had yep. little model tanks and stuff. And he invented some rules with Rowan is excited. Yep. And then I got into the history portion. Mm-hmm. And my mom bought us Getty. We were making dioramas with the HO airfix oh, sure. figures. Yeah, love those. Yeah. And then um, she bought us Gettysburg, and that's about where we couldn't figure it out. Oh. So. See, my, my first was uh, Avalon Hills Bull Run. Okay. And I still remember the night that I was unpunching those counter, counters and laying out the maps, and I was just fascinated by it from the from the very first. So, Strangely enough, my parents were the ones who couldn't get it, you know, in terms of uh, playing. So I was stuck playing solo for very many years there. But it's common. Couldn't yeah. get any friends to get into it, or you know, I got a I got a group going in middle school and high school. So I had a small group of friends, maybe three or four guys that got into it. So not into ASL really at that point, but other war games. So yeah, and then when did the ASL? Uh, I think I got squad leader probably when I was about 12 years old, and I think ASL maybe three or four years after that, maybe right around the time I entered high school. And again, I, I had one opponent that was in my high school that I played a few scenarios with face-to-face, and then went to college and got a couple of my roommates into it for a little while as well. But uh, not a whole lot of you know face-to-face you know, non-solo gaming experience, I guess, with it. But up until the past few years with Vassal, which has really helped the amount that I've been able to play. So. Yeah, well, we can move into the area here in Palatine area. I got a lot of friends from college still in the area. They're, they've been trying to convince me to move down here. Well, when actually, you do, contact us. We'll get you hooked up with the Vassal Club. And uh, So how's your experience been at this Open, then? Oh, great. Wonderful. Um Two and two at the moment, uh, which bad. is a lot better than I expected. Uh, but everyone's been really friendly, and uh, got to play my first uh, PTO scenario in anger against somebody, which was very fun. In, in anger? Well, you know, not, not a solo, you know, not not, uh, but with an actual opponent, oh, not okay. just playing around with. The, <laughs> uh, so it must be very shocking after playing a solo uh, or Vassal for so long to come and play face to face. It is, it is different. It's definitely diff- definitely different than solo, and even yeah. different than Vassal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's things I like about Vassal, like being able to you know remove the counters with a click of a button and do overlays with a with a snap. But yeah, rather than trying to get out and knocking it over, but his, well, your opponent looks ready to go. He does look so. ready to go. So uh, if I can just give one shout out, you may. Um, you absolutely may. Not, not ASL related, but wargaming related. Uh, for anyone who is not a, not familiar with the site, they should check out wargameroom.com, uh, where Bruce Wigdor has uh, done a great job programming uh, uh, Java 
consoles that you can play a bunch of the GMT card-driven games online in real time with people. So I'd recommend people check that out at their Okay, we'll try and link it. Yeah, if we, we post will. this and we don't link it and you hear the show, email us. All right. And are you, I, uh, are you a listener, regular listener to our show? Just say uh, yes. Don't say yes. Just say yes. I've listened to... Not all of your podcasts, but don't a take, fair number. You really don't take instructions very well, do you? Just, no. just say yes. He's hearing me say, don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> Join the club with the rest of these people out here. You know, the last time I listened was earlier this week, so oh, okay. you know, that's okay. fairly regular. And that's if we great. made something that was more helpful to players, Jeff, maybe they'd listen more often. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Well, it was great great to meet you. We're all glad right. you made the drive down, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your stay. All right. And good luck. And, and good hopefully see you next year. We're now automatically, we're automatically rooting for you rather than your opponent. Because oh, now we know you and we don't know him. So, All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Doug Grease is passing by. We made him sit down. He's no longer the youngest player here. It's I had so many better things to do than to sit down here, but I felt obligated. We tripped you, and we offered you our drink tickets. And so how are you doing tonight in your, you game, in your gaming? <laughs> Just <Why would? laughs> offered, didn't give them. <laughs> so, uh, say again? So what's your record? Two and two. That's pretty good, too. I feel pretty good about it. That makes yeah. it worth the trip. Fl- flamed out my first... Uh, yeah, especially since I live here too. Yeah. So, um, but I flamed out my first two games and won my last two. I'm in the mini tournament finale. Oh, that's saying I think something. I think I get a like a loser's plaque if I win this game. <laughs> as long as you get the plaque, it's all it's about all the managed. plaque. It's all about the hardware, man. Yeah. So. so you haven't been to a tournament since? Uh, I went to the St. Louis one in July. Oh, okay. That's when we got to get down. Last to. year. Yeah. Why? Why do you guys not go there? I've been there the last um, two years. I can't get away. And I just started playing. Dave has a hard time getting away. I, I had a limited number of things I could do last year, and I, did, I chose to do Gen Con. Okay. So. Yeah, there's expense it, it and there's family for me, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Just I had a lot of stuff going on at work. So. And I would like to get down there, though. It is choosing between the Open and the Aslock and the St. Louis right. and the, you know. But we should go. Is. Jim Burris is such a nice guy. Yeah, we should. You really need to go. So, yeah. how are you? Uh, you hopeful for your next uh, scenario? Think you're going to win this one? Feeling good? I don't know. <laughs> I got to see my opponent's setup. Yeah. So you're we'll going to do that now? Yes. All right. Um, what are you so playing? We'll in? What's the name of the scenario? Uh, Polish Requiem. Oh, yeah, okay. that's yeah. when Bob is playing. Yeah, yeah Bob's playing. So that. go look at what Bob's doing. You play the Poles or it. the? Uh, you know what? That's probably a good idea. <laughs> Germans or the Poles? On the Germans. Uh-huh. I got to attack. Oh, and there's one of, my, one of my weaker points, but we'll see. Oh, yeah. oh you'll do good. Yeah. Um, we are predicting you're going to win. You are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the official word. So good luck to you. Thank you, guys. It's always it's always glad to be here. You know, one of these days you're actually going to have to invite me back to your podcast. Oh, no. That yes. You had me at two, two, two years ago. Yeah. I thought you I was were, rather entertaining. You've never been invited more, back since. You were one of the more entertaining. You were afraid you were going to take over. Never, never, never been invited back since. That's correct. Because you told us you don't listen. What's that? You told us you don't listen. You don't listen to the show. What's that? (laughs) I got you like twice, Dave, on that. (laughs) All right, I got to run. Take care. Good luck to you. All right, bye.
think uh, so. Dave and I are, are playing as we're doing uh, these interviews. We are playing Prussia in Flames. Prussia in Flames, and it's going along really well. It's J Dave, <laughs> and it's J one eleven from the Journal. Yeah, it's a popular one at tournament play. A lot of people have recognized it. And yeah, they have. Um, but don't you think, Jeff, it's a good scenario regardless it is, of the It's a very good scenario. Yes, I haven't been rolling very well. You know, blah, blah, blah. Just listen to everything I've ever said before on the show and just repeat that. And but it's a great scenario, yeah. And I have decided... Interesting. I actually think board six... I know, I know. Board six is my favorite board. Really? Yes. It has this giant building. All the other boards are going to be so sad. Well, they are, and they're jealous, but there's a giant building down here, this yeah. manor house, like mansion thing. Yeah. And it's got this whole section of uh, orchard. Yeah. And then this this walled in area. It just feels like it's a nice, rich person's house, the one percenter's house. Yeah. And... In this game, they put a overlay in the middle, breaking the manor into two different buildings. And I put my AT gun right in the middle there, hoping it'll help defend Beautiful, these last yeah. buildings. And it gives me a shot down this road, all the way down. And I'm trying. And Jeff's got in this scenario. Jeff's got two flame throwing tanks. One of them, which uh, ran out of flame on the first roll, was it the first roll? Yeah, it was the first roll. Yeah. And he's got an ISU 122. Yeah, I got a few. Se- of those oh, several. Left. Yeah. Several. So those are Which beautiful are nice. those, things those when they huge, hit. Huge uh, twenty-four propelled guns. Twenty-four chart uh, re- 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 reaction residual re- uh, resolution to yes. a hit. Yep. And those were big guns. And in our particular game, I've got a nine neg two medium and a squad hanging out. If you've got the boards around in like V nine at stone building and Jeff. And those guys apparently are um, Iron Cross winners. Yeah, apparently. And they have iron balls. They've been hold, holding out very strongly in that corner, very yeah, I strongly. Keep throwing everything against them, and nothing, nothing is breaking. Which them. actually has been my plan, Jeff, to hold. To hold um, the building required a victory hex in S nine yeah. overlay, and kind of lets you take the other one that's forward to the left of that in V six, and then even to give that up actually and fall back. Yeah, and defend these last two buildings by yeah. the manor house. Yeah. I don't so. think there's any way I can win at this point, but I think we should continue and on. And those 122s and hit a couple good, lucky, quick hits. Yeah, a couple. Suddenly. Oh, yeah, don't forget, check for fo- uh, rubble creation on those 122s. We'll have I, to okay. remember to do that. Oh, yes, right. As we hit buildings, I think it's a KK slash, something like that. Yeah. To check. Yeah. So that's what we've been playing. Well, we're on the real air with Bob Bendis, and he's giving us a little advice for Prussia in Flames. And he is saying, saying, back in his manor house, he's saying saying you might want to burn the stairwells. Kindle everything all the time. I'm still in shock at this advice. But this is a guy that wins the Open, and I'm not. So maybe I should be listening to this. That's the first thing I look for as a defender. Kindle something. So in any scenario, in this case, any scenario, immediately, just 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 I do, I just do. Because I had some time. Stop the defender from being able to move through. It's terrain. better than 150 millimeter artillery with wire and minefields and covered with 788s that are pre-registered. Nothing can go through. It. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Nothing can go through it yeah. once it's burning. Yep. And if it's burning below you, it makes the smoke go up. So it works. It works great in, in, in Sackhouse 79. It works great in that when you build, you burn building M2, 
and then you you bring a squatter. So normally one squatter with an ATR, you have him hide in the smoke up there, and then he can he can get around the second level. And Move out get, of the smoke, fire. In Sakao 79, if you're familiar with that stereo or not. If you, if you know the stereo, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, no, no. Because yeah. now he's right. like plus six hiding in the smoke. Yeah, yeah. So the Germans plus really three can't three, hit him very well. Plus three smoke, right. And then he comes out and he shoots down from first level. He's encircling Germans. He's denying their concealment. And he's breaking them. And he's shooting at half tracks. And he's shooting at, at tanks and stuff. And well, if your opponent has to come up the stairwells to clear you out, let's say... And you burn both stairwells in a building? <laughs> they can't get to you. It's They're not possible. illegal? No. Unless it says no kidding. No, it should that. be. It says no kidding. Yeah, it should be. So then he has to pull vehicles up and shoot at you up there or something. Yeah, yeah. Some fire on you. Yeah. And with the plus three smoke. You might be in circle. I think you'd encircle yourself. I think you'd encircle yourself because, yeah, you can't you get did, So if you break, but that only affects you if you're broken. But right? if you're concealed and oh, no, sneaking you, around. Oh, no. down one. And if it starts burning up too fast, you might hit hamper it a little bit, you know. You'll still be, even if you're minus two hazardous movement, you'll still be plus four, right? If you're hampering the flames above it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you hamper above, you're still plus four. If you're at level two, you can hamper the flames. He's not doubled anymore because he's down on ground floor. So he can't even shoot you doubled anymore at plus four. So you said it hamper the flames, hamper, hamper, hamper. Yeah, never, never thought of that. Hamp, kindle your way to victory. I'm still Great. trying to remember to put my DCs on the upper level floors and throw, throw them down them. on people. Sure. <laughs> which I've, which Holmstrom taught me, and then I read it in an article by Ban, um, what was his name, Banizik. I reread an issue of Critical Hit number one, and I'm like, oh yeah, I for, even forget that basic stuff. Yeah. Got any more yeah, tactics it, it, you want to share quickly before you go back to your game? Are you, are you trying to get rid of me now? Well, no. No, no, like no. More, 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 well, he's uh, setting up over there, so i got nothing to do. Well, I thought he set up an hour ago at 7 o'clock. It's I'm 9 sorry, o'clock at just, night. He just started. Oh, you, did you beat the other guy? I finished my setup a little while ago. It's 9 o'clock at night right now? It's, yeah, it's, this is the we 7 o'clock game. Moving. We better start moving. Yeah, you better get playing. But leave him setting up. So, you want to tell us of your experience here at the Open so far? Oh, sure. Um, okay. Uh, I, I I beat four guys and I lost to Rick Domovic. And I surrendered on turn one to Rich. Turn one? I turn one. I just I, I gave up. Why was um, that? Um, it was a rare occurrence. But I screwed up my setup. I put my guys in a brush hex because I was worried about the mortars in the woods. And he drove two Sherman tanks out, overran, and killed my best guys. And then he ran three British squads on the flank here, and I had a hip stew tank in a brush hex. He actually advanced a half squad, not knowing my hip tank was there. So I stayed concealed with my tank. It's got no machine guns. It just stayed concealed. He got a free attack with a half squad. You know, am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so in my turn, he's got three British units in a row. So I'm going to have... Three, four, minus one overruns. Boom, boom, boom. Take right, the tank right in a, row. Three in a row. And he had a PI and he shot me and he blew my tank and I surrendered. That was it. I'm like, you're not going to hit me. I'm a small size target. I'm three away. You know, if you hit me, you still need a six to get me. And he rolled like five, five, and he just got And so without that, you didn't think you could pull it out? Uh, yeah, I just think yeah, it was done. It was over at that point, I think. I was depressed, so I gave up. <laughs> Been there. I declared I declared civil disorder and wrecked the map. 
and that was that. I thought you guys were holding hands for like a thing. Oh no, mine. I know. Hey, nothing wrong with that. It's okay. So I didn't know it was so late. We were starting. Oh, I took my mic down because we thought we were done, and you happened. I can't can't believe you're still setting up. I told Jeff. I took a long time. I took a while. And what game is that you're playing there? Uh, you know, I could tell you probably the, all the OBs of every scenario. I could probably draw the maps from memory. I, I could tell you I got um, eight squads, two elite half squads, a nine one, eight one, a heavy single, two mediums, three lights. I got three wires, 24 mines, a stupid three, a mark four. And I can't tell you what scenario name it is. Alright, I'm on board 21. I could probably draw you the whole thing, and I can't tell you, I can't remember the story. Because the names. name really doesn't matter. I, could, I can't remember the names. The name doesn't matter. I'm old. There's your evidence, folks. Isn't that weird? No, the name doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, I remember the old ones. I remember, like... Yeah, those early ones. You know? Yeah. When they made impressions. I mean, oh, they all oh, just one big juggle battle mess after the next, you know? Well, that's, that's true. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Unless it was something special about it. Yeah. Well, I tend to remember the Glenbow scenarios only because of their bloodlusty nature. You know, they tend to leave a like an impression on you <laughs> sometimes. So now you're three and one, then, and you're still in it, right? Uh, three and one. No. Four and one. Four and one. So he's like five, still in six, this seven. One, two, three, four, six. No, six. There's six scenarios. One, two, three. Yeah, there's six. So I'm three and one. Six total. Seven rounds? Six rounds? <laughs> we don't even know either. I don't even know. We were trying to figure out earlier. Yeah. Two? We're not playing two tomorrow, right? We're going to play two on Sunday. I think you're, we're gone. We're only here today. Two on Sunday? No, I don't think so. One, say that's six rounds. Six rounds. So that means uh, I've got four done. I've lost one. So that means I'm three and one. I wish I was four and one. Those guys are four and zero. Oh. Yeah, the big dogs way over there. Strom and uh, Dominic. Dominic. Dominic beat me. First time ever. Oh, is it? Brain farted. Well, I knew he had a mortar. And I just kind of fixated on the mortar thing. I'm like, oh, airburst. Mortar. I'll be concealed. But what if he hits me and gets a raid? Two minutes, well, I'll put him in the brush. And then I forgot about the tanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got overrun. And the brush, he goes, runs at me. Like, it's 1943. I got no Panzerfaust. I'm going to live with stupid. And then he ran his 9 minus 1 liter all the way around him so they couldn't route. And passed, like, three one morale checks and... My guy's all shredded. Yeah. He refused to take his prisoners, though. So, I don't know if that's anything about Rostamovic, but, you know. Am I done talking about this over? You guys bored? I think so. We've seen it in a quick update. Okay. And we'll keep the strategy talk. We'll again like to get you and uh, some other... I don't think I insulted anybody. You said anything not this uh, time. I regret, I think. I think two years ago maybe you did. Did I? I don't know. I insulted no, somebody? You have to go back and listen. No, I'm just... No, don't go back and look for that. <laughs> Where's it's, that? It's already out there. It's on you. They're all oh still there. Oh, my God. I insulted somebody. So, yeah, we hope the next time gets you in a round table. Back at, uh, Can I swear? Yeah. Can I say the F No, you can't. You I can, can't. yeah. No. We'll cut it out. Yeah. Yeah. Frick. We just got a rat. So anyway, good luck. We're rooting for you, but we're also rooting for Holmstrom. So um, that makes it tough. I'm, th- th- those are my two picks. 
I said, I want Dominic or Holstrom to win. Yeah. Those are my two my two picks for this year. Right. Both great friends and great players. Yeah, we could accept either one of them. And I, and I was thinking they both probably could use a win there. So. Yeah. Especially Bob Holstrom, because he tends to drink, so that's kind of makes him fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that. He comes over fairly often to our house. Yeah. Place. Yes. All right, thanks for your interview. All right. Good luck. Good luck. going to finish up that game and finish up our work here at the ASL Open 2012. Right. Maybe I'll tack on an update uh, when I edit this show and we'll post it and uh, about who won. Yeah, that'd be nice. And here is that update for you now. Bob Holmstrom took first place. Rich Domovic second place. Bill Hayward third place. George Tornier, Tornemar fourth place. Ben Richardson f- fifth place. Mike Zimitz, 6th place. Bob Bendis, 7th. Steve Rogers in 8th. Mark DeVries in ninth, And William Sanders in 10th place. Congratulations to all, especially to Bob. And that'll be uh, about it, so we'll say... Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening to this special uh, episode 67, the ASL Open 2012. And roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing us. Especially then. Bye bye, everybody. Thanks for I like those. Uh, I like those one. Uh, ISU one twenty twos. They're beautiful. They are. They don't have the turrets so. so when you play some JS twos, uh, oh yeah, forty five pounds, thirty two feet long, about ten feet wide, nine feet tall, crew of four or five. Big tanks. And a big tanks to you.